Hello, and welcome to the Beyond 94 Feet podcast. I am Dr. Kim Rogers, and I want to welcome you back. I want to congratulate you for joining this band of excellence and to thank you for the privilege of your time today. So where are you today when it comes to sports? I will tell you that I am still hyped off of looking at all the Game 7s that have taken place. Need to be Game 7 in the NBA. Steph Curry, 50 points, really? Just greatness, just greatness on another level. And hockey, told you I watch hockey too. Actually, I shared with you all that myself and the Beyond 94 Feet team, we watch just about every sport there is. So game seven, Florida Panthers, who saw that coming, right? And so when you look at just sports in general, again, see it from a different vantage point. Start appreciating the athletes and what they bring to the table, the sacrifice that they continue to make day in and day out. And look from a different vantage point when you see success and you see the agony of defeat. Because, see, that's something we can all identify with. But in some cases, we can't identify with how quickly they have to change at any moment's time and really just get back into play or get back into action. It goes to that next play mentality. And hopefully we can all start gravitating towards that. So you're not here by mere happenstance. You're here because maybe you're once like me. You know, years ago, I realized that in order for me to aspire to something greater, I had to create the space that would allow that thing to flourish. And that meant setting clearly defined goals. I submit to you, and I think I've shared this with you before. Goals are nothing without execution. If you don't get clear on that, you can find yourself submitting to any and every label. And let's add one more. Every expectation that society places on you. So you have to be unapologetic and you have to say, I'm here to operate in my gift. Sorry if that makes you uncomfortable. Let that resonate for a moment. Because many of you have not operated in your gift or you've missed key points in this journey and you've missed out on measures of success because you have not been operating in your gift. After all, it is a journey. Success does not have a finishing point. As long as we have breath, we're constantly evolving in some capacity. So again, this time I want you to join me if you aspire to something greater. Let's say this again, because again, someone didn't get it and we want to be intentional. We want to be purposeful, but I want you to say it with a degree of conviction. So repeat after me. I am here to operate in my gift. Sorry if that makes you uncomfortable. So I want to go a little bit deeper today, right? When we start talking about operating in our gift and I want to share another tool that we have at the Beyond 94 Feet team. And that is the lead with purpose and live on purpose resiliency model. It's another proprietary system that we use to assist our clients. And I'm going to share a couple of steps from that system with you today. If we have time, we'll try to get to four. If not, we're going to at least get to three and we'll share at a later time. So I want to go back to that word purpose. You see, I'm clear on my purpose and I never, I mean, never waver from it. But that came with a lot of work. 
I have clarity on my why. I have clarity on my identity. So if you don't have clarity on your purpose, your identity and your why, you leave it up to the world to define it for you. So if you're like me, you know, you've been in a place a time or two to where you didn't know your purpose, your identity and your why. And you took whatever label the world was willing to place on you to survive for another day when actually you should be thriving, not surviving. So you can see why this is so personal to me. After you do the work and you really become grounded, you become very much so convicted on the fact that you never waver from your purpose because you know what it took to get there. You knew what it took to walk that long path, to walk that long road, and in many cases by yourself to discover who you are and to understand your purpose. So the Lead With Purpose and Live On Purpose model was designed for one purpose, to empower someone to make a decision today so they can own their tomorrow. It's about owning something that was yours to begin with, your life and your journey. See, you had an identity, right? We all did. Before anyone had an opinion, before anyone placed a label on you, the question becomes why and more so how did we get into a place to where that opinion had power over us? How did they get a vote? And you may say, who is they? We hear that quite a bit, right? Because we want to identify. So let's pause for a moment and take some accountability. You know who they are because you gave them power. You gave them the permission to penetrate your safe space. Basically, they're uninvited guests. They've overstayed their welcome. And guess what? It's okay to be unapologetic and to give them an eviction notice. I'm not sharing anything with you that you don't know. My goal is to to unpack it, quite frankly, so you can have confidence, so you can start leading with purpose and living on purpose. When you look at the model, there are two phases, the lead with purpose phase and the live on purpose phase. We're going to go into a few steps from the lead with purpose phase. And I want to be intentional about my purpose today, which is to take you from A to B on your journey. You have to self-select if you want to go from A to Z. So invariably, you'll come to find that this model, especially the steps that I'm going to share with you today, it triggers you to be purposeful in your action. So to that end, I was purposeful in how I wanted to share with you and sharing only four steps because four is a number that means stability. It means things that are not prone to change. And after today, I would love for you to get onto a journey of stability to where you're not prone to change or to vacillate based off of someone else's opinion. So the first principle is to draw a distinct line in the sand. So when you draw a line in the sand, guess what we're often guilty of? When someone crosses that line, we just draw another one. We don't think second thoughts about it. But that's counterintuitive to getting into a position to where you're purposeful in your actions. So when someone takes a deliberate decision to dishonor our boundaries, it's not worth the emotional investment to just draw another line in the sand. So despite the roadblocks and the obstacles, you're still in the game. Trust me. Once you establish those non-negotiables, 
it's human nature for them to test you. They want that old predictable you to show up and to manifest because it fuels their comfort zone and it erodes your potential for greatness. Number two, don't wait for autonomy. It's your life. You can't wait for someone to give you permission to lead your most important mission. If you wait for someone to validate your decisions, you are essentially allowing someone to acknowledge and to analyze your capacity and your capability. You have to start accepting progress over perfection. You didn't get into this organized chaos overnight. So extend some grace to yourself as you navigate through this new normal. You must opt out of the nonsense and remove what's blocking your growth. Invariably, people are going to show you who they are once you make a decision and change and say, I'm destined to understand what my purpose is. And in order to to do that, I must lead with purpose and live on purpose. They are going to automatically um, get to a position to where they don't recognize the new you and that's okay. And they will automatically start to opt out themselves And you'll find yourself in a position where you really have a true trusted circle around you. The nonsense, it'll automatically evict itself because it can't stand it. Because uh, those that were once in that circle that really supported you having chaos in your life, they can't take the new you. And quite frankly, you don't want them around you once you start to make those radical changes. Number three. Don't build capacity with substandard capability. Now, I talked about that a little bit earlier, but we're going to go a little bit deeper. So this principle is about building capacity with substandard capability. That's the reason why we sometimes stay in stagnant relationships for far too long. See, we don't understand that we have a right to stay in a position to win, not stay in a position to settle. In other words, know your value. And once you do, add tax. Make that your non-negotiable. You have to go where you're celebrated and resist the urge to go where you're tolerated, even if that means you are alone. You have to consciously choose who or what earns your time, attention, and your focus. Think about it. Time is your most valuable commodity. You have to get to a point to where you spend it wisely. So do you have people around you that aspire to greatness Or do they aspire to a great mess? Yes, I said it, a great mess. You have to discern what you have around you. Do they add value to you or do they diminish the person that you are and put you in a position that moves you further away from your purpose? Number four, distinguish between happiness and freedom and you have to allow freedom to prevail. So you have to get clear on some things. Busy is not related to productive. You can't outsource your entire life. You can't run from who you are. Been there, done that. So in order to lead with purpose, you have to discover who you are. You have to begin with the end in mind. You can't allow those wounds that you have from your past to turn you into a person that you're not. There's purpose on the other side. You just have to keep going. You want to transform your thinking and reside in a place of abundance and take pride in your gifts and your talents. You have to get intentional about what you want. You can't be limited by your ability to only achieve those things that you can touch 
And quite frankly, that's the way that we live for a significant period of time in our life. That form of thinking, in my estimation, is a form of trauma that continues to bruise the soul of a person and everyone that is connected to that person. So we've already looked at some of these steps, and I submit to you that with the steps that I've shared, look at the fact that as a human, you move through a complex and unique group of experiences every day in your life. So when you're distinguishing between happiness and freedom, it's important to understand accountability. Who are you accountable to first and foremost? It should be yourself. But you have to be careful because you'll be in a position before you know it to where others will say that you are accountable to everyone else, that you are responsible for everyone else and their measure of success, that you must bring them along for the ride, that It's your destiny. You must do such. You must prepare others for success and greatness. That's fine. But if you haven't done the work on yourself, that may not be the appropriate spot for you to be in. That may not be your role. That may not be your goal. That may not be your destiny. You have to understand who you are. Get clear that you have the freedom. Again, we talked about letting freedom prevail. You have the freedom to say no. No is a complete and full response. It shouldn't be no, let me get back to you. So you can't consume yourself with feeling indebted to this unrealistic goal of bringing everyone else along to meet their definition of what happiness should look like. Look at the complexity involved with that. At the end of the day, you don't control people and you don't control the process. They have free will to decide to capitalize on your resources or not. But if you submit to the thought that you're solely responsible for someone else's level of success and that you must bring everyone else along for the ride, you can't lead the most important endeavor in this process. And that's leading yourself, which directly correlates with leading with purpose and living on purpose. So I challenge you to go back to your why. Go back to that space of regaining the confidence in who you are and getting closer to understanding what your purpose is. I challenge you to take a stand and to lead with purpose and to live on purpose because finding balance is a method, but finding purpose is a must. Above all, I want to encourage you to continue walking in purpose and operating in your gift to become unbreakable. Connect with us on Instagram at beyond94feet and I'll see you on the other side.